Welcome back, everybody, to part three of Step Into My Shoes, the series. Today, I'm joined by a special guest. Uh, he's one of the hosts of a super dope podcast called In My Opinion. Adisa, appreciate you being here, bro. What's going on with you? Yo, what's going on, Micah? Um, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, can't wait to get in, get, get into some good conversation today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, you know, in part two, my guest and I, Max, we talked about how we go about you know, bringing our blackness and, our, and, and the issues related to our community really into our careers, you know, as we have these platforms through our careers to really speak out and try to be a change. Right. But this episode is really like the flip side of that conversation. This is actually about me and you just taking that time to just be Micah and Adisa, you know, in your case, obviously, um, and not just not relating every single thing in our lives to like the black struggle, black oppression, because, you know, that can get tiring. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and, and exhausting, honestly, for, especially for a black person. Um, so I actually want to start with a quote and get your opinion on this quote. Mm-hmm. So on The Breakfast Club, Michael B. Jordan said he wants to be labeled as an actor, you know, like that can do any acting role and not a black actor specifically, just like an actor who can do different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, I didn't see the issue because I think when you get labeled as like a black actor, you can get like stereotypical roles and like you have to more do things that relate to more like trauma and like negative things in the black community because that's that's often how hollywood pitch certain things for quote-unquote black roles it's like a lot of negative stereotypes and so for me i didn't have an issue with him saying like i want to be an actor doing these different roles like regardless but it it was definitely kind of controversial in the black community a lot of people disagreed um but yeah what is is your opinion on that What's, what's your take on that um, well, I I definitely understood what he was saying too, and I think that I I could see why people would have a little bit of an issue with it, just from a like they they might see it as like him trying to avoid like talking about certain things, like talking about like the black struggle and stuff like that. But for me, I I definitely agree with that because when you when you see actors as just like oh like a black actor or like a female actor even stuff like that, that's when like it it you go you go into the dangers of like just being like token just being a black token actor or just being like like this is an achievement for you but only as a black actor not as just an actor compared to anybody else right. so it's like i can definitely understand why people would want to um be seen as their own person and be be able to like you know do their own thing and be appreciated for what they what they do yeah right like like you know when you're like one of those when you're a member of a group who's been you know historically treated um, unfairly throughout history, whether it's like, you know, actresses or like, you know, black people. Uh, the point of like achieving success and like breaking barriers is never to like do dope things and then be like, oh yeah, throw me a pity party now. Like, look like, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's more just, it's equality. You, that, that's what you really want, you know? To be treated like everybody. Right. You know, like a dude like Robert De Niro is not going to be like, oh, yeah, let me get the white acting roles. You know, he just wants the acting roles. and they, They're just going to give him the acting roles regardless of, like, race. I, don't, I doubt that's a factor. Yeah. So, and, and I, think, I think in terms of just what Michael B. Jordan has done with his, like, discography of work, it's not like he's like, oh, I don't like being black and, yeah, I'm ashamed of, like, speaking out about issues. You know, just look at Fruitvale Station, uh, Just Mercy. Like, he's really you know, made sure to keep light on some of these important issues relating to the black community through his work. Right. So it's not like he's like, oh, yeah, like, 
I'm ashamed of being black. Like, you know, it's not it's it's not like that. Yeah. You know, I just think that we have to really remind people that black people can contribute more to society than just talking about our pain and suffering, you know? Like right. there's more to being black than that. And like our struggles and oppression and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and I think people might even look at me and be like, oh, like, well, you're one to talk. But like, this is not my whole catalog of stuff I've done. You know, I have a whole separate coaching catalog. What I'm doing in school is separate, you know. So it's, it's, I just feel like, you know, we could contribute to society in different ways, you know, works of art, academics, sports, you know, different things. Exactly. You know, um, and that, that's even why I like, your podcast is because you're obviously a young black man, but you didn't go in that direction of like, my podcast is going to be centered around like, like our, our pain and suffering and our trauma You right. went in a, in a very different way. Um, for the audience who may not be familiar, can you kind of explain like, what was the point of, of you starting your own podcast and what are the things you kind of look to talk about with your, with your podcast? Um, yeah. So the main goal of our of our podcast, it's me and my friend Payton that that run it, and the main goal is like to just promote just the idea of having like those meaningful like conversations that just anything that really just goes into like asking any question or or just going into depth about something in your life. It could be an experience. It could be you know just something that we see. Like for example, we did some we said some stuff about um about social media and like how it affects us, and we did another one about uh, the way that we look at like celebrities. And the way that we that we like perceive them, mm-hmm. and the we try to do more, I guess general things. Just for me, me personally, the when I put stuff out out there, I don't want to be seen as like, as just from like a black struggle perspective because I feel like there's definitely a lot of people now, especially who who look at those types of things and they go straight to pity and they go they only pay attention to you based on pity. Right, right. So I kind of wanted to just do something where. Where it just it it something where people were relating to it, anybody could really relate to it, not just those not just those people who are coming to it from a from a perspective of oh i'm I'm gonna feel bad for this person because of all of his struggles and all of the things that he went through because he's black, and like this is just so bad for him, yeah, right, like 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 we're saying, like not looking for like a pity party right nah, yeah, I, I think it's a dope way you put together this podcast, uh, let me ask you this, right. Now, one of the interesting things is that you started the podcast in the midst of 2020 with all like the crazy stuff going on, you know, in the world and society. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like me and you had conversations about like, you know, the racial injustice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like some people some people might have been expecting you to go that route of like with the podcast starting in 2020 of like, yeah, I'm going to talk about like slavery and Jim Crow and Cut and make these things more the center of the podcast, mm-hmm. but but you 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 did it like you kind of want a different approach, which for me it was, it was kind of refreshing in the midst of everything happening. For sure. Um, what I'm curious to know is like, was that a conscious decision to kind of go the route that you went with the podcast, or was it like, was it like okay, well, now we're just gonna put this together like more naturally? How how did that work? Um, it was definitely more natural, I would say, but and then and then later down the line, I realized that like that was what my vision was from the beginning, but I just didn't really know what was, what was behind it. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely not afraid to go into those topics on the, on the podcast. Like I don't, it's not something that I see as um, something that I'm trying to stay away from. It's just that I didn't want that to be the focus of the entire thing. 
Right, right. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. No, I think th- there's always a time and a place for like, you know, speaking out and about injustice and stuff like that. Um, but I, I get why you went in, in the approach you did. And, and like you said, like, you're not shying away from it. I know you, you're not, you're not one to shy away from that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, nah, but I definitely like you know, the approach to the podcast. I know even for me, like in terms of like my book, right. I mean, first and foremost, I should say that I wasn't expecting this book to take on a life of its own. Where now I'm speaking about like race related trauma and like mental health and like different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that it, now that it's doing what it did, what it did, like you know, it's ha- it's having some success, I could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been taking meetings with like different publication companies for my next book, and I I could just tell that they really want me to go with this theme of like black oppression. Mm. And for me, if I was to put out another book about you know, these like similar topics as in like this mini series and in my first book, I would have to ask myself, what's the reason? Like, why am I doing this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to do it just to just to do it, you know? And I certainly would, would not want to be one of those people who's adding to the trauma porn, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there are certain stories that are not in my first book regard, like like in, in, in general, you know, like like I, I'm not the one who who... I'm trying to write something to make a, to get a reaction out of you, you right. know, or, or to look for a pity party. So if I was to do another book about these similar topics, I would have to ask myself why, like, what's the reason behind it? Because because it's funny because I even have other books, you know, like like this book that I wrote wasn't my first book, you know, that I have written. I was I was going to drop a different book, but I just happened to see what was happening and I'd already had so much of this book written. I was like, we're going to go ahead and drop this one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like I, like I have books about different things. You know, like I, f- I feel like, like, like I said um, a couple of times in this series, like we can contribute more to society than just talking about our pain and suffering. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I also think like when you start to talk about that stuff all the time and so much, so much, like people can start to only expect that from you. Right. Like if, if we look if we look at the celebrity world, take for example a dude like Kendrick Lamar with his discography of, of really bringing light to like issues in the black community. Mm-hmm. People have started to look at him like, oh yeah, you better keep making albums about this stuff and you better keep speaking about this stuff. I look at the Black Lives Matter movement sparking off this year. Everybody was like, yo, where's Kendrick at with a new album or new single about this stuff going on? And, and it was like, like, it was like, man, like, you don't know what he's really doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you don't know if he's even in the right state to be making music right now. He might be, I don't know, hurting or just going through something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people can start to really expect that from you of like, yeah, this is all we look to him for. He's the token black struggle person. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, what what do you think about that in terms of like Kendrick Lamar and people really expecting that from him uh, this year? Cause I think there's an, there's an issue to be addressed with that, you know. Right. Um. Well, for me, this is kind of something that that uh, we actually talked about in our in our podcast about like, when we talk about celebrities. Yeah. Um. I think that sometimes when people look to to celebrities to kind of be the the deciding factor or just be the the main voice behind things, it's it's often the, the way I see it. It's like often like empty. Like they want them to say something just so that they feel good. 
that they're made their favorite celebrity says something. Right. And I think that especially in a in a case with with Kendrick where he's already spoken about these things so much throughout his career, that it seemed like people just wanted a um like not it if he if he just spoke out out about it just to just to speak out about it, then it wouldn't seem genuine. Mm-hmm. But he already has all these things and people still want him to just add something else just to this when like he's really addressed a lot of these things that are similar to this, you know, throughout his whole career. So it seemed like the people who really felt like he was required to do that might not have really wanted him to do it for the right reason. Right, yeah. No, I agree with you. It's like, and you know, we know those those people who, like, they look for a celebrity to give them their opinions about life. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this celebrity is my God, and I'm going to listen to him about everything. You know, we definitely know those people. Yeah. Um, And I, I also think in terms of just Kendrick, we have to, like, also make the point of, like, Social media is not real life. You know what I'm saying? Like people, like folks have no idea what he was doing, um, in his life away from social media. Right. I can even I can even personally attest to that. You know because um, if you look at my Instagram, like there's nothing from I think I think like summer 2018 until like sometime earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like gone for like two years. But I was you know stuff was really happening in my life over those two years, but I just wasn't on social media like that, you know? Right. So I, I think we have to um, keep that in mind is like social media is not real life. Cause you know, we're sometimes quick to jump on somebody when they don't make a post about this, when they don't do this, but you don't know what they're doing in, in the, in their personal lives, you know? Yeah. That's a really good point. Now I want to switch a little bit to, you know, stereotypical norms. Cause you know, this is a part of my book where I talk about, you know, coming up, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like you need to rap or go to the league, mm-hmm. but you know, I always like to see black people doing things that are not stereotypical norms. You know, I think even for myself, um, as a young kid, I, I was thinking about like sports and stuff, you know, I never thought I'd be, you know, a worldwide published author at 19. Mm-hmm. But I do think that is important to push outside of those norms, which oftentimes are, are put on us by other people. It's not even us trying to box ourselves in. It's like other people trying to say, oh, yeah, all you all you can do is do these specific things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing I really I really like is that. The career, the career you're heading into is like. It's not like a norm, you know, uh, for our community, you know, it's like it's something that's that's different. But it's, it's really cool. Can you kind of explain, like, what are, you, what are you looking to do as of right now? Obviously, you know, we're still young dudes. You know, any, anything can change. But what are you looking to do right now as we speak? Yeah, so um, right now I'm, I'm, I'm majoring in uh, mechanical engineering. So that's, that's the, the path that I'm going down right now. And the way I see it right now, ideally, you know, I, I get this knowledge, I get this expertise, and I can use it to, you know, start my own business within that field um after I graduate or some sometimes some way down the line. So that's like the ideal thing that would happen for me, which is definitely not in that um um that <laughs> that's that stereotype. Right, right. Yeah. No, I think it's dope what you're trying to do. And uh, you know, I love to see it, man. But um where do you think you got the influence to like get into these types of things? Because when I think of how as a community we can kind of break out of uh, stereotypical norms, I think the influence or like the spark of like, hey, you should look into these different things. It has to come from somewhere, you know? Right. 
Um, and obviously certain communities for us don't get the proper funding for like after school resources and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just the people, like what was it for you? Was it like parental influence? Like 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 what really int- what really interests you in like in like the field you're looking to get into? Because I think for me, you know, my mom worked as an educator, and that's that's probably explains a lot of why I like became an author. You know, it was because of my mom and her influence of like education and like writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what was it for you? Like, what what would you say? I mean, I would say not necessarily for how I got interested in that specifically, but. I think the reason that I ended up falling outside of that box is definitely because of parental influence. Just like, um, like the emphasis that was put on like education and the value of it that was put on that for me to me from like a young age and like just being expected to get a like that was the expected thing for me. It wasn't necessarily like something that was out of the out of the ordinary and like that was expected before I even like was doing it. You know, like that's what I was expected to do, and it was something that was always instilled on me. Like education is valuable so it's from 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 being more involved in education and being more like placing more emphasis on it i ended up going outside of that box a little bit and started to like explore things like from a young age just like just like small stuff like um well like like more computer stuff at first but then i, I ended up switching that over time but um but yeah it was definitely mainly a parental um influence for sure right yeah that's that's why one of the biggest things i always say is like the household is so important because, you know, what you learn and, and the influences you gain from the household leads into how you function in your community. And that leads into how you contribute to society. For sure. So the household is, is super important in like just that development of, of our young kids and our young uh, men and women, boys and girls, you know, coming up. Definitely. Um, let me ask you this. Um, what do you think that does for the community? Like to see you know, a lot of, you know, young black boys and girls, men and women, like, break out of those, you know, boxes that, that we get put into that are, like, kind of stereotypical. What do you think seeing more and more, you know, people like, like for example, me and you and just countless people across um, the U.S. really break out of those boxes and just pursue these different things? Um, what do you think that does for the community? Because I know, you know, I'm not going to be oblivious to the fact that for, for a lot of young black kids, sports or rapping, that's like a way out for them. Right. I just think that it does something when you see people like, wow, he's not in this lane. Like, he's not only, oh, I just got to go to the rap. I just got to rap or go to the league. Like, he's, oh, wow, he's really pursuing, like, something that's that might seem left field for us. But it's his thing, and, he, and he's doing it, and it's dope. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think that does for, like, people to be able to see that? To me, I think it's important because it just it just changes because a lot of those expectations and those boxes that we put ourselves in are based on just like, you know, negative stereotypes and negative things that people think about, um, like black people as a whole. Right. Because obviously it's not a bad thing to be an athlete, but when, when you're expected to be an athlete and not an academic, there's obviously a, you know, negative, a negative stereotype behind that. Right. But I think that when you, when we like branch out into these different fields, it just shows that we're not, we're, we're not, in these, the, we don't have these negative stereotypes. We're not like less intelligent. We're not, you know, we're not like that. And, and it's actually funny because um, the other day I was looking through like my like elementary school yearbook, and I went to a really small uh, community, uh, like charter charter school in um in in New York, 
Mm-hmm. And I so it wasn't that many people, right? But I was looking through it and like a good like fifty percent, like probably like fifty to seventy five percent of the of the guys on there that like said that their their little like bio thing, they all wanted to like be in like sports. Like at least fifty percent of them wanted to like play a sport as like when they when they grew up. And it was just it was just crazy to me. Like looking back at that, I was like, damn that's 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 crazy. Yeah, no, nah, I mean like, you know, a lot of our heroes coming up are like sporting figures, you know, LeBron, Michael Jordan, Kobe, rest in peace to him. Um, which so so that that influences you to say like, okay, I wanna do that myself, like what they're doing on the screen. Right. Uh, but like we're saying, like there's no issue with that. The issue comes when that's all that's expected from you, like like you said. So yeah, like I just definitely um I just definitely encourage people like if you have something that you want to do, go ahead and do it. Like, you know, don't ride nobody else's wave. Go ahead and make your own wave. You know what I'm saying? For like sure. I think I think and I think everyone hears that, but just I think for me, like I can really attest to that because I became an author off of a book I wrote majority on my iPhone. Damn. You know, not to take away from That's the process cool. because you know, I had to put, I had to do other things afterwards. But like when I was just, when I was just writing most of the stories, it was on my iPhone and look where we are now. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I don't want to be insensitive to the fact that there are certain times when you cannot make anything shake and life is just hard. Like I've been there before personally, mm-hmm. but I do think that there are times when if you really have a passion for something, don't get discouraged. Like, you know, keep going. Keep pursuing it. Don't listen to the haters. You know, really try to do it. Um, and who knows? It, it can it can work for you. You never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that that's always my reminder to the people. Um, but yeah, you know, we're pretty much wrapping up now. This has been definitely, you know, a great conversation. Um, I did mention at the beginning that you are, you know, the host of a podcast. And you kind of mentioned some of your podcast uh, info a little bit, but... In case people want to like go ahead and check you out, check out what you got going on with your podcast. Uh, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find the podcast on YouTube. Just it's just in my opinion, that's all it is on YouTube. And you can also find it on Instagram at in my opinion dot yt. And then also the YouTube is in the description or in the bio of that account as well. Uh, right now we're just on YouTube, but hopefully, hopefully by the time uh, this comes out. We're actually going to be on other streaming services like uh, Apple Podcasts and and Spotify. So definitely look out for that. But yeah, de- definitely thank you for having me on here. Again, this is a this is a good conversation for sure. And this is def- definitely the type of conversation that uh that made me want to start my podcast in general. So yeah, definitely thanks for having me and had a really good conversation. Nah, most def, man, most def. Appreciate you, like one thousand percent. Um. But yeah, to the audience, thank y'all for tuning in to part three, Step Into My Shoes, the series. And I'll see you for part four.